0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
1: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats
0: you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone
1: all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity
0: theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. It's time for a Thanksgiving episode, everybody. Uh, Boy Green Daily starts now. It is unequivocally the Super Bowl for New York Jet fans. Field Yates, baby. Field Gastard Yates. Let's bring him on the show. Come on, people. Connor Rogers is joining the show. What's up, Connor? But Trevor Gastard Sycamore, baby. For me, personally, my favorite New York Jet of all time.
1: Wow, it's great to be on. What an intro that was right there. Paul, you, nobody does an intro like you, man.
0: Paul, well, you you give the best intro of literally any podcast that I've, I've, I've ever been
1: I'm
0: going to lose my gosh darn bananas. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. My name is Paul Eston Jr., a.k.a. Boy Green. I'm the New York Jets digital reporter for Heavy.com. First off, Happy Thanksgiving. We're streaming live here on Turkey Day on the Heavy on Jets Facebook page to 40,000 New York Jet fans, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash boygreen25, and, of course, on Twitter as well. And you can see... I'm in the New Hampshire abode, and there is Hop on Pop right there. We're doing a family-style episode here on Thanksgiving. We uh, drove down last night. It's phenomenal, and thank everybody uh, for joining us, and Pop, we're here. How is it? How you doing? Hey, Doing great.
1: Happy you guys made it, and uh, looking forward to the show and a day full of football today and tomorrow.
0: So let's start off before we get into all the Jets Dolphin stuff, which of course, uh, New York Jets video show, audio only version also available shortly after the program. Just search for Boy Green Daily wherever you get your podcast. I want to start off with what we're thankful for, and it can be football related. It doesn't have to be necessarily. Is there something that you just want to say this particular year in 2023 uh, that you're thankful for that you'd like to share to uh, the viewers and listeners?
1: Yeah, I'm thankful for family that you guys were able to make it over. And uh, I'm thankful I'm only partially a New York Jets fan.
0: That's true. See, uh, you left up the shirt there, dad. They could see it. There it is for our video YouTube uh, viewers. He did slap on the Jets gear. So that's a, uh, that's a uh, very nice to see. So uh, beautiful. And uh, representing all things, New York Jets quickly, In terms of uh, thankfulness, I will just say that I know this season hasn't gone according to everyone's expectations for Jet fans. Aaron Rodgers going down in the beginning of the season, and this was so hyped up in the offseason and everything. But I'm just happy to do this. This show every day, it's so cool. The fans have really um, enjoyed it and have shown their support, and without it, we wouldn't be here every day. So it's been really cool. So thanks to the fans uh, for supporting this uh, show, and we're going to keep doing this as long as you guys keep loving it. So uh, Boy Green Daily will continue, and it is uh, awesome to be here with family. Not everyone gets that opportunity uh, to spend uh, you know, Thanksgiving with their family. So uh, blessed football, family. Uh, there's uh, so many Fs that uh, we love here. Football, faith, family, all that jazz. It's uh, phenomenal. So. Uh yeah, this is uh this is a great day. This is a great day. Absolutely. So fans, feel free to throw what you're thankful for in. Uh, throw it in our, our comment section. We could see it on uh, YouTube and Facebook. If you're watching on Twitter, you just have to hop on over so we can uh, view your comments here on Streamyard, and uh, we could give a couple of shout shoutouts. Uh, Snowball in the building. Jimmy Jet. Uh, Snowball again, and uh, Jet. Uh, we have a Jan Finn's fan thankful for life, health, family, and God. Uh, So whether you're Jets or Dolphins representation or even something else, uh, we always appreciate it. So, Dad, not only are we getting the triple header of Thursday football, which which we get every year, we're getting Black Friday football for the first time ever. So we have four days of NFL football coming up this holiday weekend, highlighted, of course, by the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, uh, a battle for supremacy in the AFC East. Wow. Spectacular matchup. Three o'clock. Tim Boyle to uh you couldn't have signed up for anything better.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hard to, hard to pick that apart, but uh, I do think it's time to face for the jet fans, a harsh reality. Okay. Or several harsh realities. All in all, this is not a good football team. Yeah. From, from The dolphins
0: are talking about that no. they're facing
1: the New York Jets from ah. pillar to post okay. from ownership to the towel boy in the locker room not a good team bad decisions mm-hmm. and uh you know I'd like to run through some of them for you but uh, okay uh, if you
0: if you would like to i suppose sure
1: yep yep so oh. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. was a terrible decision by the New York Jets mm-hmm. and and it's not hindsight it's not you know, he get injured. That could happen anytime. I, I frankly don't blame the Jets for not having a backup quarterback other than Zach Wilson because, as you have pointed out, with your select window of five years, um, Aaron Rodgers has only missed one game due to COVID. But to think that Aaron Rodgers could come in behind this offensive line and produce was a mistake. And so it was a huge you sold everything. You went all in because you thought you had that team that was on the cusp of a Super Bowl. Within two years, you could get there. I would tell you that the first 10 games of the season have shown that is nowhere near the case. They're not on the cusp. Um, And I'd like to put a disclaimer out there, though. I am a second-tier New York Jets fan. Mm-hmm. I've been to – numerous New York Jets games. Mm-hmm. I probably watch ninety-five percent of their games. Mm-hmm. I've been to their training camp. I've met Jets. I've been on this show. Uh I wish, you know, PJ's a glass 99% full when he comes on here. Mm. I'm the balance of him. And uh yeah, just pillar to post, it's a bad team. Ownership, making bad decisions. You're de- and every playmaker, we'll go through a few examples, and I'll stop babbling, but we'll go through the best playmakers on the team. They're just not producing, right? And we'll start with the defense, not a top 10 defense right now. They're they're in the, they're number 11, right? Number 11, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's not top 10. Okay. Okay. Their best defensive player has given up more 80-yard receptions and coverage than he has interceptions this year. Your biggest defensive acquisition or re signing is averaging two tackles a game and point. Let me make sure you can hear me on this point two sacks a game, two tackles a game, point two sacks a game. Mm-hmm. The money that they paid Quentin Williams, which is about $12 million or sack, they could have used on the offensive line. So there's the vaunted defense, not in the top 10. Best two players, no interceptions, minimal sacks. You go to the offense, even the crown jewels are not on pace. You, the wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, not on pace for 1,000 yards this year. Brees Hall, not on pace for 1,000-yard rusher this year. You know, it's just – you know, and then you go to the ownership.
0: Hmm.
1: When, when Aaron Rodgers went down – You knew that Zach Wilson was not the answer. You knew it. You said, well, maybe with training wheels, he could learn behind Rodgers for a year. Four snaps later, he's not learning. Mike White, who nobody wanted, is now in Miami as a backup quarterback. It's, uh, you know, we should have made a move. And I'll say we because I am a Jets fan. We should have made a move. Back in week two, there were many options available. We just didn't do it. Should have bolstered the offensive line. And uh, frankly, I would say it's a mentality by the ownership, the general manager, the head coach. If the Jets were truly committed to winning, they wouldn't be satisfied with Robert Sala as coach, right? Wow. It's just facts. If you were not messing around, you would have gone after Sean Payton when he was available. You would have paid the money, right? And the last thing I'll mention is the mentality of the Jets from the GM to the head coach to the owner, you you correlate it to the Denver Broncos just for a moment, right? Without a shadow of a doubt, you can tell that Aaron Rodgers is running Green Bay from California or his rehab or hot tub, whatever he's in. And then you, look, you liken that he's got his offensive coordinator. He's got Lazard, who he, who he complained about last year when he was with Green Bay, by the way that he wasn't getting it done for him, but he made him sign him. But you correlate that to uh, Russell Wilson in Denver. When he wasn't playing, there was no doubt that Sean Payton was very clear, I will bench you no matter how much money you're making. It's my way because I'm the coach, and the Jets just don't have that. And, again, they're a bad team.
0: Mm. Lots unpacked there. Uh, the one thing I guess I would push back on is the offensive line because, you know, the only piece that unfortunately, because of injuries, that has uh, been steadfast the entire year is Lakin Tomlinson, who's an NFL Man. He, uh, in the middle of this season, he has uh, started over 100 consecutive games. He reached that milestone uh, over the last couple of years. He reached that with the Jets this season. But everyone else, including Mekhi Becton, who just got hurt uh, in the latest Buffalo Bills game, we'll see if he's able to play on Friday. Uh, We'll uh, hopefully get an update on that. Uh, Salah not set to speak today for Thanksgiving for obvious reasons, so uh, we will not speak to Salah until after the game on uh, Black Friday. But the offensive line, the J... You know, at the beginning of the season, it would have been good enough. The reason Rodgers got hurt wasn't because the offensive line was bad. They ran cut blocks on a play. He was supposed to get rid of the ball quickly, and he didn't. He ends up getting hurt. So it's just kind of an unfortunate situation there. But every other starter on the offensive line has either been placed on injured reserve or has missed significant time this season. I saw a stat. It was uh, during the Bengals Bills game. That was, I believe, a Sunday night football game two or three weeks ago, something of that nature. And on the graphic, they said there were five teams at that point in the NFL that had started the same offensive line combination the entire season. And the Bills and Bengals at that moment in time, I'm not sure if that's still uh, true, but at that moment in time, those they were two of the five teams that had been lucky enough to be able to roll out the same five. And then you see the Jets who are about to be on their ninth different offensive line combination here on black Friday with uh, Billy Turner set to return Xavier Newman. And then, like I said, we'll see on McKay Becton and, and potentially Dwayne Brown who has to be activated by today. If he's not activated today here on Thursday, he'll be out for the season uh, because of the IR rule. So, It's just unfortunate. It's just, uh, you know, there's been a lot of bad. Some of the bad you pointed out, I I can't dispute. But the offensive line is the basis at the beginning of this conversation. There's just been too many injuries, and the Jets have just been unlucky in that department, it seems.
1: Yeah, and and I appreciate that standpoint. I understand what you're saying. But if anybody can hearken back to the preseason— the Jets realized they were in fire sale mode then with the offensive line. So I dispute that they came into the season looking good and Andrew's got a mirror. If you remember the second or third preseason game, they were abysmal.
0: Yes, that's true. Yeah. And
1: and so that, I mean, that kind of puts a different slant on what you said about their offensive line and how good it was. Um, It's hard to tell, you know, I I know everyone was excited when Dalvin cook was signed. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think that's another sign of the ownership. You got to, you know, the, he wasn't the second coming of the Damian Tomlinson. He was not um, that player, but he might have been serviceable, but we're not feeding him the ball, which is what someone that pounding running back needs. And he may have not had that much as much tread left on the tire as we thought. But another again, it was a late decision and uh, not even knowing it was available. Uh, scooped them up, and and then they, they misused him.
0: Yeah, he's shown so much, but the last two weeks, which has been nice, the only problem is that every time that he has, unfortunately they're not running more to him. Uh, the last game they used Pony Package, which is something when you have uh, multiple running backs next to uh, Zach Wilson at the time, now it will be Tim Boyle on the backfield, that seemed to confuse or set up pretty good matchups against the Buffalo Bills, especially when you can run counter. You could get Dalvin or Breeze running across the face and have the other flying to the flat, it created some nice mismatch nightmares. But unfortunately, Nathaniel Hackett didn't use that consistently. Hopefully we see that in the Dolphins game. He, he, not he, Mike LaFleur was uh, the offense coordinator last year. He used that against the Dolphins last year when the Jets blew out the Dolphins uh, 40 to 17. So hopefully we get a little bit more of that. But yeah, Dalvin Cook has shown some juice over the last couple of weeks, but they haven't gone to him consistently. So he's only getting, you know, three to five touches a game, not nearly enough to really see if, again, we can get some of that tread. that seems to be there on the tires. But obviously from a statistical perspective, $7 million does not look like a wise investment on a on a one-year basis.
1: Yeah, I, I think the Jets, I will say this, I did early on, people were shocked when I said that they're, the record this year for the Jets was going to be seven and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I will sit here today and tell you That if the Jets were truly interested in winning this year, Mm -hmm. they could take decisive action now, right? Do what the Bills did only for the right reason, right? The Bills use their offensive coordinator as a scapegoat for having 12 men on the field. Otherwise, that person would still have a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fire Nathaniel Hackett. Come in with a different mentality. Stop being hamstrung by Aaron Rodgers, someone that may never take another snap for the Jets again, grab control of the team and start playing or just keep going let the slide continue. And, and you will probably get maybe a top 10 draft pick.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. I, I find that interesting. So, Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett has orchestrated one of the worst offenses in NFL history. Uh, The third down numbers are the worst that's on recorded data. Again, that only goes back to 1978 on Elias Sports Bureau, third down conversion stats. So they're terrible there. And then red zone's pretty bad, too. That goes to the early 2000s in terms of uh, its ineptitude. So what do you... I know what I'm asking is somewhat rhetorically, but not because you already said you should fire Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Rodgers has committed to coming back for 2024. And on the Pat McGravy show, he has continued to use the term, I feel like I have, quote unquote, multiple good years left in me, which he wants to do for the New York Jets. If you fire Nathaniel Hackett, which of course is his hand-selected guy, even though the time difference was massive, right? Like Rodgers technically wasn't acquired till late April. Hackett had already been in place. There was almost like a wink-wink nature that everything was kind of connected from a stars and moons uh, perspective. But here's the thing: if you fire Nathaniel Hackett, his guy, while sure, technically Aaron Rodgers still under contract, so you can almost just say, Hey, you know, what are you gonna do? Retire. I just feel like disrupting like you've already you're you're committed to the pot. You're committed to the Aaron Rodgers thing. You've brought in his players, Lazard, Cobb, uh, side coaches, Nathaniel Hackett, like you've done anything and everything. You've handed the keys of the franchise over to Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like you're pot committed. To the Aaron Rodgers experience, whatever it looks like. If he, uh, as he said on the Pat McAfee show this week, after he was laying on that MetLife turf, he thought it was over. And if he just said, hey, guys, sorry, I'm retiring. It didn't work out. Then all of a sudden, all right, see you, Hackett. See you, all these other guys like Cobb and God knows what. But the fact that he's pot committed, I think, commits the Jets to see through the Aaron Rodgers experience because Hackett was committed as Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback with Aaron Rodgers not being the quarterback this year and Zach Wilson and everything else we're going to see to fire him. And then Aaron Rodgers comes back next year or makes him not want to come back. All of a sudden you start messing with the thing that sold Aaron Rodgers on the Jets in the first place. I think that's a complicated layered nature of that decision where you should just fire Hackett based on the numbers. They're terrible this year. But also, if you do that, then also there's uh, the Rogers factor that always has to be in the conversation, which makes it difficult.
1: Yeah, I I think everybody kind of gets loses sight of the reality. Aaron Rodgers is an employee of the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. He's not the general manager. He's an employee. Okay. Yeah. So it's not about what he wants. Right. Every person that came in with a set with the exception of maybe some of the side coaches I'm I'm unfamiliar with Hackett, Lazard, Cobb, terrible, worse, abysmal. Cut them all. We need some fresh blood. We are burning the best years of two of the best position players the Jets have ever had with Sauce Gardner and uh, Garrett Wilson. You're not going to be able to keep them both under contract when the time comes. And you have Brees Hall, right? So these are some of the best players the Jets have ever had. And their years of their rookie contract are burning right now as we speak. And so take control of your team. Take control of your team. Give them the bump. You think that you, we keep talking about how there's there's still a chance. Uh, you know, They go on a run. They can win the AFC East. That will not happen with Nathaniel Hackett running the helm of the offense. It will not happen. And Aaron Rodgers needs a reality check that he can go into the darkness and get over the fact that they fire Hackett, right? He can go, you know, commune with the whatever, whoever he goes into the darkness and talks to. But he is an employee of the Jets, not any different than the janitor or the lunch lady. And he does not tell the Jets what to do. And if he does – that is even more pathetic than the Jets record right now.
0: Again, uh, there's gonna there, you are not the only Jets fan, to put that in a bucket. You're not the only Jets fan that feels this way about ripping off the Band-Aid on the Nathano Hackett experience and just going in a different direction. However, I would say if the fan base was split like a pie, yeah, that's uh, very fitting for Thanksgiving, I would say 60% in a simplistic model, are on the, let's run it back with Aaron Rodgers. We have to see this thing through. And then there's probably a, a very annoyed, and and I still think sixty the 60% are obviously annoyed with what's happening right now. But I think the other percent, the 40-ish percent, are as frustrated and annoyed saying, <laughs> you know what, it didn't work, let's just move on. And if if Aaron Rodgers comes back with a new OC, awesome. If he doesn't, oh, well, it didn't work out. Again, I just view it the same way that, like, I hear what you're saying. The Jets have been terrible, but Aaron Rodgers, like, it's almost like, you know, you look at your 53-man roster and janitors and everything else beyond that. Number one and number 53 are not the same. Everyone is evaluated differently. Aaron Rodgers is hand- handled differently than the than the kicker or punter, although the kicker and punter are well-respected around here at Jetsland because we've had too many bad ones. But the point is, is that Aaron Rodgers has more say for obvious reasons that he has more say. And I know that bothers people, I know that rubs people the wrong way, and I know that's not politically correct that one person would have more power than the other as a player, but it just is what it is. A four-time NFL MVP, the everything that the Jets have built this offseason around, ultimately we can have our opinions on it. I just think the fact is they are going to see this out. And it, and while other people are firing their coordinators, which I'm sure would be another point you'd bring up, Mike Tomlin fired his offensive coordinator at six and four. Uh, the bills uh, fired Ken Dorsey and they were hovering at five and five. Now they're six and five. Like, even winning quote unquote programs decided to get rid of their guys in more favorable situations, and Nathaniel Hackett's been worse than both of those guys. So I understand why people would say move on and fire from him. But the fact of the matter is, the jets aren't gonna do that, and we could talk about it, I guess, and debate it. But I just I I would be flabbergasted if the Jets decide to move on from Hackett. Every time Sal has been asked about it and his media availability, he has just totally disregarded that as a possibility to po- to move on from him. so much. So I was uh, texting a uh, one of the Jets beat reporters, and he said, "We're not going to even ask the question anymore because we know it's a moot point that it's that he they're not going to move on from. Him, so we're not going to keep asking him that question on a week to week basis about Hackage job security."
1: Yeah, I, I would tell you that uh, I'm not saying to move on from Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is the quirkiest uh eccentric uh quarterback in the nfl we have no idea if he's going to play for one more year 10 more years whatever it is sure and and he doesn't share that information with anybody he's not a great teammate just for the record ask the green bay receivers right the fact that green bay was wanting to let a four-time mvp go uh that should probably tell you something. And, and just for the record, right now, if his career ended, four MVPs for Green Bay, four plays for the New York Jets, he did not make Zach Wilson better, right? He chose to be in California than to be there helping out Zach Wilson on the sidelines. That was a decision he made. As a team player?
0: Achilles rehab. Uh, he had to do it uh, back with uh, Neil Elledroth back in California.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he had to, had to. So, yes, I think you're still latched onto this dream. This is no different. Aaron Rodgers, and I said it when they hired him and uh, when they were going after him, I told you I thought it was a bad idea. Aaron Rodgers will set back the franchise and like Brett Favre did. And unlike Brett Favre, there's not going to be any five touchdown games, no excitement to go with that little pit stop in, in Brett Favre's career. We're not going to have that positive, we're not going to have that bump. I would tell you now that if Robert Sala can or cannot fire Hackett, doesn't do any of these things, he will not be coaching the New York Jets next year. He's not a great quarterback, not a great head coach, probably should never have hired him. He's not going to take him anywhere. His only chance would be cut bait on Hackett, go on a winning streak, take him to the playoffs. That will save his job. Anything outside of that? I don't think it's salvageable.
0: Yeah, oh, th- that's another uh, debate point we can discuss here, but in the same light, really, because I feel like uh, Joe Douglas and Robert Sauer, their job security, obviously, has been in question this season. I would say that they're in the same boat. Although Douglas has been there longer, obviously, he's uh going on. It's Technically, he was hired in the summer of 2019, so we're going to be going on year number six, depending on how this You know how this goes, although, like I said, the math is complicated, complicated because he didn't draft or free agent that team that year. He came in after the fact. So it was all it was all weirdly constructed how he came in. However, I think they're in the same boat. If you fire move on from Douglas, then you're really wiping the entire slate clean. So or Robert Sala in that sense, whatever everyone's attached. The only way that I see the Jets firing anybody as opposed to bringing this entire party back is uh, the Jets are four and six right now. Do they get a Buffalo Bills bloodbath on Black Friday in a national window? That could certainly make a Woody uh, think differently. A historic losing streak. They go from their four and six right now. They finish I don't know uh, whatever that math would be four and thirteen or uh, five and twelve or six and eleven. If they finish worse than they did last year, there's a chance Woody can blow up the whole thing as we get the magical clock. That that happened last time. Let's just will just let that play out. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, we were here for that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, look at this. It's, uh, that's an expensive clock right there. Yeah, you guys can hear that. Wow. Beautiful. And then the clock like comes back together. It's really a nice piece. I would show you guys uh, on camera, but, uh, you know, the, the studio is kind of set up here. That's beautiful. Anywho, the point is, is that, and maybe that's fitting for how that just happened. But uh, I would just say that I think this regime is coming back. It's all going to be together. The only way it's not is an epic collapse this season. That's the only way I see them firing it because I believe Woody is going to say, well, I want same thing we said earlier. I think we're going to want to see this Aaron Rodgers thing through the, again, the only way they don't is the jets just keep getting blown out and the chance of a lost locker room, which we have not seen yet. Robert Sawa has really done a good job from a temperature perspective of always doing changing things at the right time, like the Tim Boyle thing. He couldn't have trotted Zach Wilson back out there. Now Zach Wilson's QB3, emergency uh, QB3. He will be inactive on Friday, but because of the rule, he will be dressed in full uniform. If the first two quarterbacks are injured, he will be able uh, to enter the game. So I think that's the only way that this thing's going to blow up. So I think, quite frankly, it's weird to say this in this kind of season. I think solid Douglas Hackett and the whole group are safe outside of an epic collapse.
1: Yeah, I would just say, you know, and I and people won't believe it by what I've said, but I really want the Jets to go back and win the Super Bowl again. Um, but we need to not be satisfied. We need to make a big move. Right now we have three quarterbacks on our roster that may not not maybe none of them would be signed by another team. None of the three. That's how bad this quarterback room is. And uh, we we can't be, you know, he, Aaron Rodgers go down. Well, we'll go with Zach. And how has that worked out? It hasn't, right? Um, I would say clean house. Go after Bill Belichick. Make what the- a big move. Be serious. Be Precise. Be aggressive, right? They weren't fighting down people like on a Black Friday, Christmas rush to hire Robert Sala. They need to make a splash like a Sean Payton that they could have had. Go, Bill Belichick will be available. Will they let him go to the Jets as a trade? Will Will Bill Belichick they just move on from him? He could bring back. He could build a team. That's the coach you need. Think of all the coaches you've had. And which coach were you happy with in the past 20 years as a new york jets fan i'll tell you i'll, I'll run up the total on my tote board zero right we could go through them they we've had a history of bad coaches and uh they need to be serious they need to show that they're a team that intends on winning as opposed to just rolling with what they have
0: yeah, uh, I uh, just to clarify that for all the people in the chat, Belichick ain't coming here. He hates Woody Johnson. That's actually the the passing, unfortunately, of uh, Mr. Hess, God rest his soul, and then the taking over of ownership of Woody Johnson uh, in the late 90s, early 2000, when that all transpired, technically Woody Johnson's first year in 2000. That's the reason Belichick didn't want, he was unsure of the ownership. So that that is not going to happen, and he hates the Jets. If you uh, read some of his books that are out there, he absolutely despises the Jets. So that will not happen. But, and I also will say Salo was actually that year was considered the number one head coaching candidate uh, that was available on the market from a San Francisco day. So he was highly sought after. And The Jets quote unquote won the sweepstakes when they brought him in, but he's had poor quarterback play the entire time, and you can blame him for that. For uh, you know, although Joe Douglas grabbed his groceries, uh, so he has just had a horrible quarterback play. And the thing I wanted to see this year, and hopefully we see it in 2024, is Robert Sala having an Aaron Rodgers. Now, how does his defense look? His defense is built when they have leads for the pass rushers to go crazy and things of that nature. Unfortunately, we're robbed of all that this year. I am curious to see uh, what we see in that uh, in 2024.
1: Yeah. Bill Belichick was an example for the people that are getting all wound up on that, but uh, you know, who might come out Bill Cower, right? Be serious about getting a proven record head coach to come in, shake things up, you know, I'll tell you, I'm not a big Belichick fan, but his mantra, the Patriots mantra, could the Jets could use it. Do your job. That's what they need to do on tomorrow. Do your job, Sauce Gardner, right? Cover, don't suplex. It's embarrassing. That's coaching, just to go back to Robert Sala, that Sauce Gardner said after the game he had no idea that a German suplex was illegal. I don't know where he's been other than filming Buffalo Wild Wing commercials. If he was watching film or tape, every other player in the NFL knows that's illegal. It's like Donovan McNabb didn't realize you could could have a tie in football. Who are these people? Wake up.
0: Yeah, I will just say the sauce one just didn't seem to make any sense after the game. For those who missed it, obviously sauce uh, gave a German suplex to Stefan Diggs uh he knew that he said that the whistle was blown but he was halfway through it so he said he was just going to finish it so that was that was dumb on that part and then secondly uh even more dumb is uh sauce said uh after the game that he did not know that you're not even allowed to do that in the field of play cuz one of the jets teammates said hey dude even if you didn't hear the whistle you can't do that and he went what really so i i don't know what uh, sauce has been doing but that that one was a little weird Anywho uh, we'll wrap it up here because we're uh, over 30 minutes here on uh, boy Green daily but I do want to reiterate a happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys out there a football uh, extravaganza triple header my uh, dad who is, is uh, you know uh, a Jets fan in the moment will be rooting for his Dallas Cowboys in the uh, in the middle window against the uh, Washington commanders. Uh, in beautiful fashion. We also have Packers lions today. And then uh, the uh, nightcap will be Seattle versus San Francisco. I have all, uh, by the way, we'll, uh, we'll end with that. I have all the favorites in those games. I, I hope we have better football than I'm expecting in terms of no blowouts, but I think the Lions are going to blow out the Packers. I think the Cowboys are going to blow out Washington. I do think San Francisco is going to blow out Seattle. I hope I'm wrong there. Cause I'd like more competitive football, but uh, those are my picks. What are your picks uh, for the triple header here, dad?
1: Yeah, the same. I mean, a Lions fan would be incredibly happy to recognize for the first time in a long time, you know, it's the, the noon game is the Detroit Lions lot, how nobody knows, but it is terribly typically they've lost by double digits that they are, uh, I think seven, seven and a half point favorites right now. That's correct. Yes. Um, That's incredible. It's an exciting time to be a Lions fan and their records. I'm looking forward to that as opposed to, especially they get to beat up on Green Bay, which most of the NFC uh, North loves anyways. So I have that. Cowboys will annihilate the Commanders. And then I do think uh, it will not be close in the 49ers game, although I think that'll be the closest of the three games.
0: Here, here's the fun fact for the Lions fans. So the Lions are 8-2 and two heading into this game. This is the first time the Lions have headed into a Thanksgiving with at least eight wins since the 1991 season. And that was the last time that season uh, the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. Didn't want to bring that up to dad or Michael Irvin because they remember what happened in that uh, in those playoffs in 1991, as Barry Sanders reminded Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show earlier this week. So great times ahead for the Detroit Lions. But Lions, Cowboys, actually, that's on the docket in a handful of weeks. So they'll get their opportunity to square off in the old uh, squared circle. So that'll be uh, interesting to see that uh, in due time. Thanks, everybody, uh, for tuning in for this holiday special. Again, make sure you guys show your support wherever you're watching. Hit that follow button, like the video, and hit subscribe as well. Like I said, the audio-only version of this will be available shortly after the video live stream. Enjoy the time with your loved ones. We will be back tomorrow morning for a game day preview with uh, Woody talking Jets-Dolphins. He'll share his Woody 3, and uh, we'll get you guys ready for game day, Jets-Dolphins, 3 o'clock on Black Friday.
1: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC.
0: Member SIPC. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely.
1: And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today.